Brendan, if you enjoy Dream Daddy, mm -hmm. there is also another gay dating sim made in English that both Faith and I have played and enjoyed called oh, Coming Out on Top. All right. And I will say it is less customizable, uh -huh. sillier, and a lot more sexual. Okay. But it is um, it is of a similar of a similar kind, and What's I think you'd enjoy it. Coming out on top. Oh, that fucking game. That was on a Switch, though, is it? I don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I mostly just want to play things that are on Switch right now, but okay, interesting. So I don't want to um, talk but about dating sims all the time here, but there was one that I was like looking at just when I was like, browsing the VNDB Vision Level database of like, what, what's available? And one of them was called Bad Medicine something something. It's Your one of those like. Love is like <laughs> bad medicine. But it was one of those like complicated bad Japanese titles where. Bad medicine is what I mean. It was like four oh. words that don't really go together, like Bad Medicine, Teacher Danger, or something. Like, who knows? <laughs> right like something like that and it was like the entire game was you is different teachers it was like a dating sim where it was like all the you're a student all of the options are teachers but it was one of those i looked into it and it was like there's a weird subset of them where it doesn't really have like graphic imagery like mm -hmm. the there's no nudity or anything and there's no like description of sex or anything mm -hmm. but the storylines are just all so fucked up and, like, so, like, one of them was, like, the history teacher is, like, he's, like, the most popular teacher, and, like, all the girls are, like, oh, he's so good. He's so nice, but, like, secretly, he's, like, a raging, like, he's, like, a rage monster that, like, <laughs> smashes cars with oh a baseball God. bat Jesus. and, like, hates, actually, like, hates all of his students. And all of these teachers that are, like, men are, like, just, like, Ooh. just have, like, huge personality problems. I found the full title. Are you ready? <laughs> Bad Medicine Dash Infectious Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so like the chemistry teacher and by the way the art is gorgeous yeah These it looks good teachers are hot like it's good <laughs> Why don't we watch this? The podcast where three friends sit down with a very interesting movie and talk about it, uh, have a little themed cocktail to boots, and uh, figure out what we could have done better with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am Nailed your host it. for Nailed this week. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> I am your host for this week, Lee. It's more of a woman's game, Delahanty. I'm Chris. Service me, bitch! Ravel. And I am Brendan Mini Kilt Trishler. And if you couldn't tell from those nicknames, uh, we just finished watching 2008's yeah. Maid of Honor. Mm -hmm. How could you have not known from those nicknames? It came out in 2008, started the Maid of Honor cinematic universe. 22 <laughs> movies later, here we are. <laughs> Guys, it's With been a wild ride. Maid of Honor Endgame. We've yeah. laughed, we've cried, yeah. we've we've wedded. Every Patrick Dempsey yeah, movie is in the same cinematic universe. Came yeah, out in 2008, yeah. directed by Paul Weiland, starring Patrick Dempsey, Michelle Monaghan, uh, Kevin McKidd, Busy Phillips, and Sidney Pollock in his final role mm. before he died uh, about a month or two. After the movie That's came the legacy out. he leaves. Yep, the legacy he leaves Wh behind is made of honor. Whitney Cummings is in there. Yeah, as well. Whitney Cummings. You know, Chris Messina. There's a bunch of random people in here. Uh, All plain friends. None of them matter. Don't worry about so it. So obviously, to get through this movie, which was mercilessly, mercifully short. Yeah, as um, most rom coms are, 100 minutes. Yes, yeah, thank God. I it, like them to do the rom coms. It moves quickly. Moves quickly. 
Uh, what did we have to get us through this movie? Well, the drink we made for this movie was called the Duke of Athol, and it was one sprig of dried rosemary. That was our problem, I think, in that our rosemary was not dried, but we did our best. Yep. Uh, two ounces of scotch, a quarter ounce of rosemary syrup, and half an ounce of St. Germain. For the rosemary syrup, it's a cup of water, a cup of sugar, and three tablespoons of rosemary. You just bring the water to a slow boil, add the sugar and stir until it's dissolved, reduce the heat, add the rosemary, cover it, let it simmer for 15, then take it off, let it cool, put it in a sealed jar, and you can keep it for a while. It'll be great. For the drink itself, what you do is you smoke a coupe glass for uh, for to add some flavor inside of it. What we did is we took the sprigs of rosemary, we lit them on fire, let them get a little smoky, <laughs> then we put them on a plate, turned the coupe glass over them, and let it fill up the coupe glass with smoke. Then we made the drink by mixing together ice, the scotch, the rosemary syrup, and the green chartreuse, and we turned the glasses over, strained the drinks into it, and let the burnt rosemary float atop of it. It was, it was pretty yummy. It, it was. was. It felt yeah. very like professional, frankly. It did. Yeah. It was very smoky, which yeah. I love a smoky drink. I think also because um, I, I I feel like we we were all a little bit worried. Like, is it going to be smoky enough? Did we do mm. this in an yeah. effective enough way to really smoke the glass? I think what helped that along as well is actually putting in that charred rosemary spray right. into the drink itself. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the drink also pulled out some of that, like, great rosemary smokiness. Yeah, that... I was worried about, like, I don't know, drinking ash, but, like, we're, as Nathan pointed out, our, our one of our, our friends of the show, uh, you're drinking poison already. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Congrats. Yep. It doesn't, you don't, you don't really taste it, and it tastes, it's, it's, it's that good smoky flavor in there. Well, this doesn't want to die. It works yeah. well with the whiskey. I know, right? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know how we would have dried rosemary uh, had we known to do that. Yeah. We, we just had to, like, I don't know, like, put it in on low heat in the oven, yeah. maybe, or something, or, like, if it but were nicer, let it sit outside. It was, it was well enough. I think we did I think it worked the, okay, all things considered. The time we had. Yeah. It, it might have helped the drink a little bit if it was dried rosemary, but yeah. I think the drink turned out pretty well, so pretty I don't good. feel yeah. bad about what we did. I'm eager to see I don't feel bad about do. anything I've ever done, guys. I think we should know this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eager you to see what no we could do with nope. the uh, rosemary syrup. It's like, it's a nice little Yeah, I want to keep using that with things. Well, we got Do you imagine a gin and tonic with just a touch of that rosemary syrup? I'm going to try that. I'm going to try a French because I got some shepherds. Ooh. I also want to know what the relationship would be between that rosemary syrup and just a little bit of uh, St. Germain. We, you know, this is our, our mandate now. Yeah. We, we got a whole jar of it. Yeah. We're gonna, we're Grandma's gonna, yeah. peach tea. <laughs> I love that you It does look like a jar of it. Don't just call it Granny's peach tea. Don't call it Granny's peach tea. Uh, all right. I guess we should probably talk about Made of Honor. Yeah. Uh, all right. Brenda, what's this movie about? All right. <laughs> this is kind of long. I'm going to try and breeze through it as best I can. On Halloween night, 1998, at Cornell University, Tom Bailey Jr., Patrick Dempsey, in costume as Bill Clinton, slips into bed with his prearranged date, Monica. It turns out to be the wrong woman. Monica's roommate, Hannah, Michelle Monaghan, and Tom... Oh, it turns out to be the wrong woman, comma, Michelle's roommate, <laughs> Hannah. And Tom likes her because she is so honest and does not fling herself at him. Ten years later, Hannah and Tom are the best of friends. Tom is very wealthy because of his creation of the coffee collar. Oh, it's boy. that little cardboard thing that goes around your coffee cup. So you don't burn your hands like a fucking idiot every time you grab your cup. I did not know it was called a coffee collar. It's not called I a really coffee collar. Called a That's literally what he calls it. It's just called a coffee cup sleeve. He gets a dime every time it's used. Tom is with a different girl every week, while Hannah focuses on her career at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. He is very content with his life, suspecting that Hannah is too. After Tom takes Hannah to his father's Sydney Pollock, sixth wedding. Hannah tells Tom that she must go to Scotland for work. While she's gone, Tom discovers that without her, being with another woman week after week is not very fulfilling. He realizes that he loves Hannah and decides to tell her his feelings when, he gets, when she gets back. Upon returning, Hannah surprisingly announces she is engaged to a wealthy Scot named Colin Kevin McKidd. Hannah asks Tom to be her maid of honor for the wedding. After discussing it with his friends, Tom decides to be her maid of honor, only to spend time with her and try to convince her that she does not even know Colin, as well as making her realize 
that he loves her and she should be marrying him. After arriving in Scotland for the wedding, Tom realizes that he is running out of time to stop Hannah. He meets all Colin's family and must perform in a variant of the Highland Games in which the groom must compete to prove himself worthy of his bride. Tom is also in competition with Colin but loses in the last round. Tom takes Hannah out for a walk, hoping to tell her how he feels. The other bridesmaids interrupt for Hannah's bachelorette party. On her hen night, Hannah parades around a pub and sells her kisses for change. As she goes around, Hannah then kisses Tom. Though it started as a peck on the cheek, it turns into a passionate kiss. That night, Hannah confronts Tom to ask about the kiss. When she gets to his room, her drunk cousin is there, Busy Phillips, trying to have sex with him. Hannah leaves and Tom runs after her. He knocks on her door, pleading for her to let him in. She refuses and asks about the kiss. He tells her he knew he, not Colin, was the one for her. She refuses to say that she thinks so too, and instead tells Tom that she still expects to marry Colin the next day. Tom cannot go through with watching Hannah and Colin get married, so he decides to go home. When questioned about his sudden departure shortly before the wedding is about to take place, Hannah informs Colin that Tom is just afraid of losing her. On the way home, Tom realizes that he must stop the wedding and goes back on horseback. Just when the priest asks for objections, Tom is sent flying off his horse and through the chapel doors. Seeing her best friend on the floor, Hannah rushes to him. As he struggles to stand up, he tells her that he loves her more than anything and that she should marry him. They then share a kiss. Hannah tells Colin that she is very sorry and that he is the perfect guy, just not the perfect guy for her. Colin's aunt then tells Colin and Scott's to deck Tom, which he does without hesitation. <laughs> Hannah and Tom eventually get married. Melissa catches the bouquet and then links arms with Tom's dad, to which he says, number six? And his lawyer says, seven. This is making some really weird choices about what it chooses to tell and yeah, not tell. Right? Like the entire part beforehand with Michelle Monaghan and Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, like they have it out with each other. Well, yeah, and like the whole, like basically everything before he goes to Scotland. Tom turns on, uh, Hannah and Tom go on their honeymoon. I don't think they did. Tom no. turns, they're in his bedroom. Yeah, they're in his bedroom. Tom turns on the light just to see if he has got the right girl and Hannah replies, you do. The two <laughs> kiss and as Hannah turns off the light, Tom says, oh, Monica. And Hannah replies, oh, That's Bill. in the summary? Yeah, the joke? fucking last line. It's like a stupid gag. It's right. Like, but which is more serves as a bookend than a running. Yeah, line. and it doesn't matter because like, what does that have to do with any of the fucking story? They really need to let us know that this was 1998. It really yeah. was 1998. We were guys. all talking constantly about that about fucking blue dress. It was the, the height blue of dress comedy. Yep. Nothing is funnier than seeing many, many men dressed as Bill Clinton and many women dressed we as Michael Lewis. Yeah. We were all hiding our faces so that people wouldn't see the weird age smoothing. That's right. On <laughs> to make it cheaper in post, we would often cover our faces during scenes. <laughs> yeah, we'd often just want a hot towel. Yeah, sometimes you just cover your face with a towel, sometimes yeah. you wear a mask, sometimes it's low lighting so it doesn't really matter how yeah. good it looks, guys. It's very easy to fake your age. Yep. All right, guys. All right, guys. I think we should probably talk about uh, the, the the structure of this, the the, style, the plot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, there's a couple touch points for this movie. Yeah. The number one being my best friend's wedding. Oh yeah, this movie's a pretty shameless ripoff of my best friend. Yeah, wedding. but it also has elements of like uh, a one Harry but Sally. I was gonna say, yeah, it does because of like the long friendship. Because like in my best friend's wedding, like you're sort of told that they're best friends, but like you don't really see their f you friendship. Prior yeah, you just to like because because she has other friends, just group ever it too, but. Like, because it's like, oh, this is my best friend. Yeah, but he's gay. He's gay, I know. It doesn't but, like, count. It'll but never it's work. her other friend, yeah. right? Like, there's at least, like, she has another friend. Right. But, like, in this movie, you're sort of introduced, they're at least setting it up, but, like, you're introducing it to the idea that, like, yes, these guys have been friends for, like, 20 fucking years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yep. Um, friends since the Clinton administration. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all bonded since, over that. Yes, that's that's right. Since college at Cornell? Yeah. Which we didn't realize was Cornell. I didn't realize it was Cornell until we saw it the second time. Mm -hmm. Like, it says on her nightgown, there were signs up in the background. Yeah. It's 
odd to me that they're at Cornell. I don't know why it's odd to me that they're at Cornell, but it's odd. I don't to know me. anything about Cornell really, so I don't know. I don't know enough to be odd. Maybe it's odd because Patrick Dempsey doesn't have a job, and Michelle Monaghan's job is to restore paintings, neither of which are things I necessarily associate with what Cornell has to offer. Not to say that it could not. I'm sure it's a quality school. Yeah. We don't really know what she does because she also has to go to Scotland for six weeks. Right, she does museums. She does not touch touch paintings. What does she do? She does the art. She does the art. She does it well. Yeah. But the, but the bulk of this story is uh, this man realizing that he has feelings for this woman, right. and then but she's getting married, and so he has to stop the wedding yep. instead of, like, having a conversation with her. Right, of which there are ample opportunities for them yeah. to do so. Yeah. It's like, by the way, I have feelings for you. I know you're getting married, but I just wanted to tell you, like, you know, and, and like, maybe she should not be marrying this guy. Instead, it's, like, a series of... Um, I don't want to say ploys or tricks, but, like, you know, there's some trickery. It's a little trickery. Uh, it's not as bad as my best friend's wedding. No, but, I mean, like, still, he's clearly still trying to show that this guy is wrong for her. Like, at the bachelorette party, he's like, here's some bagpipe music. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Can you imagine listening and, to bagpipe music all the they, time? But they also, they specifically talk about how they're, they're trying not to make it about Colin, mm-hmm, but make mm-hmm. it about Patrick Him. Dempsey. Yeah. And trying to, like, so he's trying to find all these subtle ways to prove to her by, like, that's the, I guess the lock line of this movie is that it's not really about him sabotaging the wedding. It's about him trying to be the so good that he is literally maid, maid of, of honor, honor that he's quite literally yes, made of it that like yeah. her him being such a good maid of honor makes her realize that she's the, I mean, the one that she should be with fair enough. I think certainly even though it's modeled on the same template as my best friend's wedding they go in a slightly different direction especially with like tone and how like dark they take things because oh, at no yeah. point is Patrick Dempsey ever like anywhere close to the monster that Julia Roberts is in my best friend's wedding he's not but then again like it's I don't know my best friend's wedding at least has more like nuanced depictions of people yeah I mean it actually has like human beings and I mean also like my best friend's wedding by the end of the movie you're clearly supposed to understand that Julia Roberts is a monster in this movie like there's no two ways about it she's made she's done awful things she doesn't deserve to get with him she's been horrible to Cameron Diaz she's bad end of story for this one the movie really thinks that Patrick Dempsey is clearly in the right with everything that he's doing Mm -hmm. here and to be fair as we said he's not doing anything really as bad as Julia Roberts but he's trying to break up a wedding and he is doing things like you you know, like he's trying to show up um, Kevin McKidd, like at basketball, which is really weird because she's not even there watching them play basketball. So is he just going to go up later and be like, like a, I don't know, I a guess, masculine thing? I like, guess in that case, yeah, it's more of like a like uh, a territorial, like I have to. I don't want to. I don't want to lose to this guy who's got right. got my girl. I mean, that's such a weird thing. Is that it, it uh, ties into the like the Highland contest thing that they do too? Because like, let's just assume that maybe Patrick Dempsey does win the Highland contest. Like, what does he think is going to happen? Is like Michelle Monaghan at that point could be like, oh, maybe no, he again, is think, like the mayor. You're right. I think like, it is again. I I think yeah. It's not like he thinks this is going to happen. I, I think it is just like clearly Michelle. He thinks that like oh she's really into this right. thing. But like, so I got to do the thing. I have to be good right. at it. I can't lose. I, it just feels like it, he's doing all this. Stuff stupid, stupid shit when he could just grab her and be like, let's have a chat real quick. Like, yeah, he's no, going about this in the dumbest way P. possible. It's also interesting that literally in over the course of their 10 year, like incredibly close friendship. Oh, boy, that, that's re- the biggest yeah. mystery. Replete, what happened. Replete yeah. with so many little like inside jokey games that they're playing with each other and like little traditions and like places they go. The moment he realizes that he has feelings for her, uh, like aside from friendship, is when she goes away for a month. Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Six and weeks. like, she's like, had multiple boyfriends in ten. Right. Years. And when also like, exactly, has she never? 
Gone, gone anywhere? And yeah. Took a cabin with them. Has she never gone and visited her mom when she was sick? Yeah, like, right. what the fuck? Or, yeah. yeah, again, like, they're, it, it seems like they go, like, you can't go six Sundays without, like, fucking going to brunch with her or whatever. Yeah. But, like, when they were, she was in a relationship. Yeah, when, like, she, when she was in a relationship. Right, were you the third wheel who was just showing yeah. up every week like, hey guys, brunch, right? Which would have been interesting if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, I'd see, again, it reminded me of Naomi and Eli. Like, that must have been what it was like. Right, where, for like, poor Bruce II. Like, yeah. can't get rid of this other idiot who just won't stop showing him up in every way and being close yeah. to his girlfriend. But it, that's a bit of a mystery. But I, 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 w- I will say, to be fair, forgetting your earlier point about, like, not mm. having a conversation, there, he, he waits too long, but, like, when he gets a scholar, he, he does, like, try to get a conversation going, I would say, like, two or three times. No, he does. And it gets, it gets like, interrupted or, like, has a cold feet or something. Right, but that's really, like, the first time that he does it. It's no, just weird it's... to me that, like, it could happen at any other point. Like, other things could come up. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever contrivance you want to throw out there. Like, he had time to no, say he, this he to He did her. have plenty of time. And it is, like... I do think the movie's trying to avoid, avoid. Eh. I, I keep trying to say avoid and evade, evade comparison to my best friend's wedding by saying like, well, he's not sabotaging the wedding. He's actually trying to just be like, like really super supportive yeah. and good, yeah, and make him look better so that she decides to leave him. Right, and that clearly is not working out by the time that they're like in Scotland. Right, and I feel like he. I mean, he does a little bit of that. Right, the one time that I really remember that is when they're meeting the priest and the priest is like trying to get their vows written and he points to the artist, the book yes. about the artist, and he's like, I remember when we were in New York. Yeah, it's like I I know all this like detailed story about you and like right. I remember how that made you feel. Right, and, like, and Michelle Monaghan's like. I can't I can't believe you remember that. And I feel yeah. like that's like the one time where he actually tries to show yeah. why they'd be good together. And a lot of the other times are just like, what stupid things the Scots must like. <laughs> oh, and they're like, in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> they, go, they go in there like Sunday. Yeah. And Ten minutes devoted to like a typical Sunday afternoon with them of like going to look at antiques. Right. And right. Getting, going to go to Figaro Cafe, which is right. not a real place. Well, and, and then they, they play this fun classic game. Right. Like, what should I order? Yeah, what are we going to order? I mean, so here's the thing. Like when you first see it it's just them walking down the street and she starts suggesting things which yeah. is like that's fine that's a thing people can do like you can do that with friends like whatever but the thing that's lunacy to me is later when he's in line with another random woman he's like that's let's play a fun game why don't you guess what dessert I want to yeah. eat and I'll tell you if I want to eat it or not she literally says like why would I do that that's and he's like because it's fun for, for that one conversation about like Modigliani or whatever there's yeah. like five oh, yeah. more scenes of like awkward ways that they're that they reveal that like or, what's good at Doug he yeah. tries to do all of the things that he likes to do with her with other women Right. Or how about the um, how about the dim sum scene? Where, yeah, like, yeah. Where first that's established with Michelle Monaghan, where uh, she wants the fried stuff, but he makes sure she gets the steam that she gets stuff. the steam yeah. stuff because oh, it's healthier. Out for me. So yeah. then he like goes on a I guess a lunch date with this other woman who's like, "Ooh, I want that fried thing. Give me two of those fried pork things." And yeah. he's like, "But that was not healthy." healthy. Yeah. And I almost just want to be like, "Shut the fuck up! Yeah. What she wants?" No, there's the uh, like like taking another woman antique like to like look at old and she, I don't right. like old things. Yeah. It's like not a thing a human says. Right. And then she, then he says like stop talking like a six year old. Yeah. Which I fucking hate because like that's such a dick thing to it's say really to someone. And it happens with Michelle Moynihan and Kevin McKidd too where like they like Patrick Dempsey and Michelle Moynihan have this tendency to like eat each other's food. Like, right. Where they both order different desserts. Different desserts and so then they'll be like ooh yeah. let me have ooh, a little bit of yours. And, start yeah. and she tries to take a bite of Kevin McKidd's cake and he's like no. <laughs> he's like, and he like pulls out a second plate like cuts off a crumb and is like you can just have some of this. Have I will give you some. Right. You do not touch your fork on my plate. But like, see, and the weird thing is, like, on the one hand, I kind of get what Kevin McKidd is doing because, like, oh, that's me. That's right. me. I don't like it when people grab food off my plate either. And like, again, there's also a whole other problem. They've known each other for like one month, three weeks, yes. and then get married. Bullshit. But anyway, this has never come up before. First of all, for them, he just wants to put a little bit on a plate and give it to her. You yeah. know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's a fine thing to do. I don't like 
like, but it, it's such a harsh moment where he's like, no, yeah. don't do that. It is. It, it, it seems is. like he has, like, OCD or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's like, also, like, to be fair, I think also with Kevin the Kid, that's, like, the one flag you really get for him. That yeah. He's, like, yeah. not good. The rest of the movie, it's like, he's fine. He's the rest of like a horse. <laughs> he owns a whiskey empire. He's got that cow disease, bro. That's right. He's got that cow disease because his dick is so big. A lion, I still don't understand the nope. connection to Thanks, it. Thanks, tiny horse so, guy. Just, just to explain, like, while they're playing basketball, like, Kevin the Kid, they realize Kevin the Kid can just, like, dunk like a fucking master, I yeah. guess. And, like, where he's once kind of, like, getting, like, totally destroyed in the game, he's now just, like, fucking owning them. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, all of the dudes, like, stop, yeah. like, stop at, like, the Staring opening to the shower. shower. But here's the thing that I find weird about... The, so, to me, there's, like, a disconnect uh-huh. between the Kevin McKid we see there and the Kevin McKid who does not want Michelle Monaghan to eat, eat food off his plate. Yeah. Yeah. Because... In that shower scene, he is very free with his body. Yeah, yeah and he literally there. just like squirting soap on yeah. his dick and he's just like, hey guys. He like literally takes soap, which I don't understand. He just like pull, like, like <laughs> squirts it onto his body. Squirts yeah. his body and starts like scrubbing yeah. it up with his hand. I guess if it's not your soap, you don't care about how much you use. I guess like, not. Do you, does anyone scrub with their hand to get I'm, a sponge? I'm sure some people do. For but body gel, I use my hands. Really? Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine that. The thing that's I know you should use a sponge for exfoliating purposes. Yeah, like I, your hands not going to do anything. The silliest thing about that to me, though, is just like in every other way, he seems to be like a somewhat of a simple man who's just sort of like whoop it up it up through life. Yeah, that's not the fastidious don't that's eat off my one, plate kind of thing. Yeah, it's and you don't. I wish I wish you to get a little bit more of it. Right, see, it's like I, is he a simple man? I don't really know that he is because he's wealthy. Like he's probably been around. He's probably traveled through Europe at least. Like yeah. I don't think he's supposed to be an. Idiot. Idiot, but sometimes he seems like he's an idiot. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to have any guile about him whatsoever. Right, he doesn't really right. seem to ever catch on to what Tom is doing. Yeah. He doesn't really seem to, like, get any, like, deep references or, like... He never he never senses that Tom is an attraction to Michelle Martin. Yeah, he never um, questions. Yeah, I know that like you should be able to have guy friends, straight yeah. friends, whatever. But like, I would question. I, mean, I feel like at the very least you have the question like, so why have you guys never like, yeah. fun together? I would not necessarily question the ten years aspect. I would question how they in every scene together act like a couple, even when Kevin the Kid is there. And that's the thing I would find threatening and alarming. What, what, what I find interesting is that I don't think you really see them having their normal dynamic when Kevin the Kid is around. And wouldn't that have been interesting? Yeah, right. Like if they if they if you know they were doing their like weird if you fell into his weird gay best friend persona yeah. of like, ooh, you're so good with your predictions about what I'm gonna order at the cafe. Right. <laughs> or yeah, if they had shared dessert. Maybe she was like reaching yeah. over his plate and grabbed his dessert and Kevin the Kid's like, oh what What's, what's going on here exactly? Yeah. That would have oh, been, been interesting. Yeah. I would have liked that. Yeah, if you get a glimpse of like what they're like when they're alone or whatever. Right. Like, it's also bananas that people with chemistry like that. The movie appears to play the moment in which Michelle Monaghan's mom mentions to her that I guess her dead father yeah. thought that she would end up with Patrick Dempsey is played as if that's the first time anyone has suggested well, this. Well, the work. first time that Michelle Monaghan has like seriously considered this. Which is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, They've no, been together it's for nuts. 10 years, they've always been like this someone outside at least would have right. said something like is that your boyfriend the movie never posits a good think... reason as to why they were never a couple or why they never tried or if they oh. did try what happened yeah like, it, I don't I don't I'm trying to think if his guy friends have any I don't think any of his guy friends ever question it either no, no they don't they not don't. even his married one right the one married friend he has who's also reasonable yeah, they have. Well, he's got like a married friend. They've, he's got like dumb sort friend. of dumb friend who doesn't really question anything. Right. And he's horny got, like, friend, divorce lawyer, yeah. horny friend. friend. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, which I guess is like pseudo mirrored by the bridal party because 
We have archetype of uh, type A, yeah, type A normal fat girl, yeah, um, angry woman and yeah. fat woman, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I would. I call Busy Phillips type A. Oh, okay, because she is kind of like you know high strung, yeah. like has to do everything good. She's angry and normal type a. woman. And or, yeah, woman with no personality. With no personality and fat, yeah. one. and fat one. Poor Whitney Cummings got yeah. the no personality. Right. <laughs> Whitney Cummings probably got like the long end of that straw. To be fair, because at least yeah. she's not a fucking joke, right? Yeah, and at least um, she says one of the most reasonable things, which is. All you fucking crazy people, shut the fuck up yeah. and let's just plan this <laughs> wedding. Get along for fuck's sake. <laughs> Which, by the way, coming to that, is the time, can we, we have anything else to say about the story before we move on to? Because I got, I do want to get into these uh, women. I want to get into these women. Yeah. I, my only comment I think I have left to make about the story is I think the core plot is very solid. I think where the movie gets lost is it thinks its subplots and various running gags are very funny uh, and they are stale upon arrival. The jokes are very broad. They are. Broad to the point of like feeling lazy. Yeah. Like there are some bits that I f- liked in this movie, like some humor. Like I wouldn't call them jokes. I would call them like moments or like um, just like you know scenes that I found humorous. But the joke they, they they keep landing these very bad visual jokes. But like the the like it looks like she's giving a blowjob to the painting yes. scene. Right. That's dumb. The whole fat bridesmaid is like getting a dress that's too small and right. oops it splits at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. I hated that. No, that's awful. That um, woman. I hated the running joke of people thinking he's gay. I thought that yeah. was very lazy. Yeah. Um, tiny shorts guy. I still don't understand what the joke Why is. He's there. Yeah, the joke yeah. of just like he's just a weird, awkward dude right, who wants to be their friend, but they hate him. He's yeah. like a hanger on. Yeah, he's the Toby. Um, the 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 Bill and Monica thing feels forced. I mean, well, the Bill and Monica thing. I feel like that was something even in two thousand eight we hadn't quite had enough distance to like step back and be like, hey, it's really problematic that we're making these jokes about this woman. Yeah. At the time, I think we were so probably like, oh, it's hilarious. He ejaculated on her. Isn't that funny? When we were watching it for the second time, I turned to Brendan and the moment when um, Michelle Monaghan uses the R word, and I was like, oh, yikes, yeah. that joke does not yeah. age well into two th- into twenty twenty, where she says he's emotionally um, R. Oh. Yeah. One of the cruelest, and maybe this is our way into how this movie treats women, but one of the cruelest female characters the in this movie is the blogger. Yeah. Who's oh, in love with him, has a website entirely about him, and then also expects him to be aware of this website. And yeah. like, I thought like when he first said that she has a blog about it, I thought it was just that he happened to Google his name one day and was like, oh my God, this woman's in love with me. Then she goes up to him and is like, hey, did you read your latest yeah, blog you post about me? Like, article about your face? Y- yes. All right. So, I, so wait, I'm sorry. I don't know if this will be covered here or if under a discussion of his character. Yeah. The fact that Tom is rich really rubs me the wrong way. And so here's the thing. It's weird. I I don't know why this is such a strange thing for me, but his dad is rich too. We don't know why his dad is rich, but his dad is very rich. Patrick Dempsey is also rich, but because he created the coffee cup sleeve, (laughs) which is ludicrous. Just throwing that out there. Like that's absurd. But I think he is a self-made rich person, like Chris and I were saying, because the movie wants you to be like, oh, he's a good rich right. person. Like, he earned his money. He didn't just inherit then, a bunch of money from Sidney Pollack. But then his dad is also rich. Right. Weird to me that, like, his dad is rich, and Patrick MC is rich for other, like, reasons. So why wouldn't it be more interesting maybe if Sidney Pollack was poor or middle class and Patrick MC was kind of taking care of him? Yeah. Or Patrick MC got him a job in his coffee collar company or some <laughs> shit like that? And, and just, like, I, I don't know why that bugs me so much. The weird it thing, feels weird. The thing that I find weird about his life mm-hmm. is that he is rich because he invented the thing, but it seems like he has nothing to do with that thing. It doesn't seem like he owns a company. Right, like you don't see him checking in on anything. Yeah, there's no, there's, he, there, he doesn't seem like he has any kind of an actual work life. Like yeah, no, just well, that's what, I, I don't, 
no, like, I feel like the reason why he's rich is so that you know he's self-sufficient, but, like, what does he do with his life? How would this movie be any better if he just had a job that paid relatively well? You know, like, why does he have to be this weird self-made millionaire who no, invented it, coffee sleeves? It, it's it's glaring. It's, I feel like you don't have to, there's a lot of other things to pay attention to, but, like, once you realize, you have no idea what this man does for a living, or, like, right. what does he just, is he, does he He's just, like, time? a millionaire playboy who spends yeah. money all day and sleeps with women? From the get-go, I have very little sympathy for this character. He's this rich, handsome guy with all these women clamoring to fuck him and he spends all this money and like the problem is that he was never smart enough to realize that he was in love fuck you yeah. like I just don't care about you we also see that the arc of human attraction is bent towards uh, Patrick Dempsey every single woman in this movie wants to fuck him I don't every single I don't, well, 100% agree Winnie Cummings with that. doesn't want to fuck him and the yeah. fat friend but she's fat so she doesn't count yeah she has no sex drive I guess I, I guess mean it's more Michelle Monaghan's mom doesn't either neither does it's more just I think it's more just that like Patrick Dempsey wants to fuck boy. yeah she's, women and he you know he's an attractive guy I guess so but like want to sleep with him this like acquaintance of his is so obsessed that he she, she but created it's not a like blog Sidney Pollock's new wife kind of comes on to him yeah but it's not like there's a big arc of well she's clearly again that's more to do with how women are prepared I don't think they're saying like all women are attracted to Patrick Dempsey. It's just that he attracts floozies or he something. He attracts yeah. floozies, and every the problem is that every every woman most is a floozy. Woman, yeah. Most of the women that are not Michelle Moynihan are, are just like terrible characters. Also, I find it impossible to rationalize that Patrick Dempsey and Michelle Moynihan are at most four years apart in age difference. <laughs> well, not at all. I mean, to, going back to that like facial smoothing technology. Oh yeah, they so CGI his face. Patrick <laughs> Patrick Dempsey was in his early forties when he shot this movie, yeah. and you can tell that it's they hadn't quite figured out the age smoothing so it's always like he's in the bill mask he's yeah, in the right. he has a towel, towel, towel in his face it's dark like, yeah. but like it looks like they just stripped him of all his pores so like, yeah. like that Tintin movie yes. where it's just like human skin stretched over a skull shape but like nothing is there it's just skin it's disturbing it's looking. really upsetting yeah yeah so every the, the only really women that are allowed to have like personalities or inner lives are Michelle Moynihan and I don't know and, but, I mean, and also to be and fair her like, mom I guess well, but I don't like what is Michelle Moynihan's personality what does she do like she does the art she's know, an art restorer right she does I, the art I mean you can you, you could say that but I think you could say that a little bit about Project Dempsey I mean I would also I think that they yeah. both have almost no personality yeah. in this movie and the but reason like, why you would all care is because the actors have good chemistry yeah. together but like I don't know anything about these people but really. I think that you get general broad strokes and I think you're supposed to imply things based on the archetypes you're given. So, like, clearly Michelle Moynihan is, like, she's clearly a feminist because she's, like, oh, this guy's sleeping around with right. a woman. Mm-hmm. She's clearly modern because she, like, works at this, like, fancy museum in New York. And she's into, like, art. She's right. also clearly more emotionally intelligent yeah. than he is. She's right. described by Patrick Dempsey as an I love you sluts, which implies that she's, like, very emotionally open, sensitive and open. Which is, I guess, I mean, I guess that kind of a little informs why she marries Kevin McKidd so quickly, but, like, that doesn't really feel like her Well, I actually feel like her quick marriage, her, like, quick engagement to Kevin McKidd feels like a very weird left turn for her character because I would have assumed she would have been like a more of like a look before you leap. I well, should get to know this guy first kind of I thing. I think that, but I also think that like in the in the first scene where she's like going on the, you know, lovely Sunday afternoon with Patrick Dempsey, mm-hmm. she is looking at alligator skin and she's like, is this alligator? Oh, yeah, is this yeah. real alligator? Yeah. And he's like, yes, baby alligator. And she's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And then later Kevin McKidd is like, I shot five deer for you today. She yeah, is freaked out by that though. She makes it like a little bit of a face, but it's yeah. not like. But she's like, but then she says like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't kill anything for you. And yeah. she's like, trying to be like genuine about oh, it. I thought 
I thought that line thought was like her kind joke. of like yeah, trying it is a joke. to like laugh it off a little. Yeah, but it but it, it is like the, she doesn't you, seem you like the type to be after. an issue. Like if, if this was something that seriously offended her enough to yell at a guy at the shop that yeah. he had bought an alligator skin bag, it would come up later on where she'd be like, incidentally, I'm not loud about the fact that you go around shooting animals like every single yeah, day. Yeah, but, but like, also she, she doesn't seem like she'd be into that typical man stuff. Right. Like um, that sort of like whiskey distillery, like hunting Highland yeah. games, Highland throwing games. trees around. Seems like she's into. <laughs> that that as a thing. I mean, so here, I guess you'd have to change the title. If this movie did not have a wedding, like, if this was not leading up to a wedding, would it be easier to swallow a little bit? Probably, yeah. Yes. Like if she okay. was just like, Dating. like, I just met this Ooh, guy. Met this yeah. guy. Yeah. He's my new boyfriend. Right. And, that would make going, more and sense. it was Patrick MC being like, no, I should be her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. we're going back to Scotland for the Highland Games. Right. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to go for the we, Highland Games. We still, right. still needs to be in there. Strap on your mini kill, Dempsey. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. Like, a lot of the female characters in this, I would say. Are even, caricatures. Caricatures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, the, to an extent that I would almost put it up there with the women at the end of Love, actually, in terms of irresponsible filmmaking. Yeah. Because you have. I mean, the list goes on, but you have the bimbo new wife of um, um, uh, Sydney Pollack. Pollack, Yeah. Who is... like openly grabbing at Patrick Dempsey at the wedding. But even before that is arguing with him on a cell phone in the limo right outside the church about the prenup and how she will only have sex with him twice a week. Right. And it's like, you can't gain any weight, one blowjob, that's it. And it's just like... Yikes! From the get-go, it's immediately just like, okay, like these are awful people. Like Both of these people are awful and I don't really care about them. And then also at the end of the movie, he's like, and I divorced your new mother. Like It's been like a month and a half. I have to say... I, before he before she gets grabby for about jumpsy, I'm actually more okay than with that woman than I am with most of the other women. <laughs> I'm more okay with the woman who's like getting hers mercenarily like I'm gonna have sex with you two times right. because I want that fucking money but, <laughs> but like I like that she's like arguing with a lawyer over like how many times she will consent to have, have sex, sex with him, him. <laughs> for, the, for the money like at least she knows what she wants exactly yeah. she's like making, and she, you know what she knows how to play her cards yeah she's making the deals like she's you know she's got she's doing something you know like I, just, just clearly she knows what she's after and she doesn't <laughs> seem to care and you know she's probably gonna be allowed to fuck other men like yeah. it's fine but like the other women that Patrick Dempsey dates like in that scene where he's trying to show them around to yeah. do the Bachelor Morning and stuff with all these women they're all fucking idiots well two yeah. of them are ex- like aggressively stupid and they, they use like that voice that like they the, talk about yeah. in that like, like a really like a really big cookie like a really big cookie yeah right when he plays the hilarious game with her of guess what I want to eat for dessert and she's like a cookie and she's like oh they don't sell cookies here well, it's like, no no no, no, no. He was like, it was like you need to do more oh that's right that's right she was like a big cookie a big cookie Cookie. Yeah, it's like a five-year-old. Yeah, but I will actually. I'm going to stand by my sister at the dim sum restaurant because like, oh, she yeah, did I nothing shit. wrong. Yeah. She is going to dim sum. She wants some fried dumplings. I yeah. feel that. Honestly, that scene almost kind of reads like he's feeling emasculated because a woman is coming in and doing yeah. the thing that he does. The ordering, like yeah, because he starts the show on and he's like, okay, we want this, 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 and then like when they push the cart over, this woman is me like, we want this fried thing, this fried thing, and the yeah. other thing. And Patrick Dempsey's is like, whoa. But I will say, I'm not on board with her come to mama language when she, when the woman's wheeling it over. She's like, come, that's it, come to mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Fred, I'm like, no. No, thank you. weird. Don't say that. That is weird, but she has, she at least doesn't seem to be, like, brain dead. Like yeah. yeah. No, that's true. She knows <laughs> what she like, wants and she gets You know it. what? It's fine. He, again, we're going to talk about fixes at some point during this podcast, but, like, there her. are plenty of emotionally, you could have, like, you know, similarly emotionally unintelligent women who just want to fuck. Right. Yeah. So you can have that. They can, they can be, like, on the same level. They, like, honestly, like, if 
if they were all just the female Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. If they were like intelligent women who are just like, look, all I want to do is have sex with you. You're really good looking. I don't want a relationship. Let's just go and fuck. And then, That's what I'm saying. Like right. emotionally just like dead. Right. And then, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, let's go to the breakfast place. So let's get some desserts. And, and she's like, like yeah. you know, no, don't want to do that. No. I'm not going to do that with you, yeah. Patrick Dempsey. I think I'll we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. That would be amazing if she kind of played his game, but on a higher level where she yeah. was like, I'm not going out on I anything have... that could be construed as a date with you. Patrick Dempsey, I have Krav Maga this I would love it if she introduced him to the idea of a booty call. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, dates? No, you're yeah. just coming over. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. And then you're leaving in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, the bridesmaids are a tough The bridesmaids are, are similar. They're not as bad as those ones, but like, yeah, you have. I mean, it's so unfortunate in 2008 still to have, like, the overweight for right right it's, whole, it's, it's hilarious it's like losing but weight. she thinks that she can fit into a smaller dress yeah. and like she's angry because she has to drink this i don't know spice it's apple cider liquid whatever it's and then you have like the pseudo empowered woman who just wants to bone yeah but she's very mad right and she also yeah. hates patrick dempsey because they had sex previously well and honestly like from her perspective i kind of feel like she's right to be mad at him because he is kind of a dick to these women so yeah. i'm sure he did something that pissed yeah. her off pretty rightfully but and winnie cummings is there She's yeah, just allowed to be the normal. She's, she's like the control woman, yeah. of the scientific experiment. Like yeah, she's the normal it's, one. It's interesting because when she first steps on the scene, my first thought was like, "Ooh, is she gonna be like a quirk machine?" Because she kind of looks a little like hippy dippy with yeah. the hair and the dress, yeah. but. No, she's, she's just the woman. She's just she's just doing it. The the movie is very tied up in this whole like women are from Mars and women are from Venus. Men always want to fuck. Women yeah. don't want to give them sex. And I want to talk about the men too. Oh, kind yeah, of place, yeah. That I think it was inevitable they were going to be deeply misogynistic about these women, and I think that's also why there is not a woman who's like Patrick Dempsey in this movie because I think in the world of this movie, there's never a woman who's going to want sex as much as a man. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't th- I, honestly. If I'm thinking back to 2008, I don't really think we were there yet either. I'm sure. I mean, no. I'm sure as like, in like cultural mainstream, we were not. Yeah, sure. we're still using the R word and making jokes yeah. about Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. But uh, to the on the other end of the spectrum, you've got like he's got three guy friends. Like, he also has Tiny Shorts guy, who I guess is an honorable mention of like what the fuck were they trying yeah, to do? Yeah, right. I feel like that was the extra gag they felt like yeah. they needed. I mean, again, he's just the one. I feel bad for this person because like he clearly has no friends. He probably he wants is... to stand around. He like he stands at the round of the gym all day hoping that people will play yeah, basketball. He wears with these him. like matching retro basketball playing outfits. He's yeah. like, yeah, a little shorts. Yeah, like, tiny shorts guy. Yeah. Like a matching jersey. Yeah, and like, like a headband and like right. goggles. And there's like some scenes. two maybe scenes where he's like with them and he feels like he's a part of the group. But the rest of the scenes are just like, Ugh, get yeah. away from uh, us, tiny shorts guy. We don't want to play with you. Yeah. But there's like, there's married friend who's he's also, got, who doubles as black friend. Yeah, he was, he's the, the normal one. He's right. like the, the guy that's married and like has like sane, rational things to say. Except he also delivers one of the movie's just most favorite jokes. But you're a man. Yeah. yeah. Made of Made of honor, man. But because at the end of the day, these are still men. These right. are still men who don't understand. You men. know how men work, especially yeah. in the world of this movie. They're like right. don't understand how it's like a different planet. Yeah, like what the world of woman. Right. It's mis- it's mystifying, and you've got. Uh, the dumb friend who is just like a sort of adorable idiot. Yeah, not adorable, but not adorable. But like endearing. harmless, harmless idiot. But then weirdly, there's like one or two scenes where he but seems he, well, to be like very normal and he sensible. Apparently, works at a publishing firm, which is like mystical. Yeah, right. Because he also walked into a room, began to eat a 
a bowl of potpourri right. he thought it was party mix. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. And then you've got the divorce lawyer friend. Right. Who is who, kind of like who's the Patrick Dempsey Jr. Dad. Yeah. I mean, it's baby, it's baby Christmasina. Yeah. But he's, he's not that much. He's like sort of like the kindred spirit to Patrick Dempsey, except he's he's also described by Patrick Dempsey as a dirtbag. Right. Because yeah. because unlike because Patrick Dempsey th- thinks that he's fine because he's honest with women, where he he's honest about not wanting commitment. One might even say honorable. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas, Would you say he's made of the sonner? <laughs> Chris Messina's character, he, like Dennis Phillips is described to like say whatever it takes to get a woman into bed. Right. He, uh, of the three, he's the one I would expect to be like an unironic pickup artist. Yeah, he's like the dirtbag mm. of yeah. the group. Um, and, and I think that they're... They, they're still very stereotypical depictions of what men and male friendship is, mm-hmm. but I think that they get way better moments to show, which is surprising. Was this movie written by men? Uh, I wonder. Or? There is, I think it's three writers that it's attributed to. Because, like, if women were involved in this, I don't know how. There was, I think it was two men and a woman. It certainly seems divorced from any woman's perspective. Yeah. You actually get more depth out of the men in this movie. There are a couple scenes with the men that I enjoyed. Especially when they're putting together those, um, those yeah, baskets so for the bridal shower that, that actually feels one. cute yeah. and, yeah. like, believable. Yeah, but of course Chris Messina is like, oh, yeah. you stupid uh, I'm women. Gonna go, I'm like, going to play gonna poker. Sex. I'm going to go to a, to a Hooters yeah. and, and, and like get... Yeah. Yeah, get a steak. Yeah, ooh, your oh, penises yeah. are going to fall off if you keep doing oh, this. Oh, it was written by two men and one woman. That's what I thought. Okay, with, but yeah. with, a, with a man with a story by credit. Where's Okay, so where's the ampersand fall in the screenplay? What do you mean? I'm just curious. Who's Who was writing partners and who like, did a second poly? Oh, okay. Well, Adam Steskiel, I don't okay. know, and then Deborah Kaplan. That's where the ampersand is. Okay, between those two? Between okay. those two. Okay. And then after that comes Harry Elfont. With a story by by Adam Stiskill. Okay, so the woman was like thrown in as a writing partner for the initial guy. I guess. Okay. And yeah. then someone else did another pass on it. Okay. Man, I can't believe the woman was involved in writing this. I, it's hard. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the other scenes, there's that. The first thing I like with the guys is when he, uh, when Patrick is ready to like sort of, uh, when he has this realization of like, oh, maybe I actually have feelings for this woman. He's like, they're playing basketball and like, he's just sort of like, he's bad at playing basketball that day. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, I don't know. I think I have feelings for my best friend. <laughs> like, which is like a really weird thing to just drop out of nowhere. Yeah. And everyone just kind of like stares blankly at him. And he's like, let's come on, let's just play. And he's like, you know, it's just like, she's gone. And I didn't notice. I like that as a character moment in general of just like somebody who like is just blurting all this stuff out. Right. And keeps like brushing it off. Like, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Playing. I'm just really sad. And like, and then, but I like that as a couple of his friends, I, I wish it, again, I wish it was ironic, but they're like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, um, because they're manly, right? They don't understand yeah. love. But I, but they were at least like there to like listen later on. But I, but I, yeah, the, the best scene, I think one of the better scenes of this movie is when they try to show up to play poker and he's like, I got to do all these like gift baskets yeah. forever. And like, they're all initially like, oh, come on, man. But then like it kind of smash cuts to like an hour later and like and two of the guys it. are yeah. like <laughs> getting, they're like, ooh, I like what you did with the Bayberry. Like, yeah. ooh, I, you put it with the Tahitian sunrise. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see your bath ball. I'm going to raise you another. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they're, like they're like, you know, wrapping it up and like the rapper's like, oh, you see what you zhuzhed yeah. it? And it's like all Cr- nice. Christmas Santa has like built a fire in the corner of the apartment. <laughs> yeah, and with like, like the furniture. <laughs> trying to like cook a, cook a, like a slab of meat or yeah. something. Cook a goat's leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he yeah. just started to communicate in grunts because he must be more manly. They're allowed to explore the other side, whereas, like, none of the women, none of the women ever right. talk about, like, don't you ever just want to, like, have sex with a guy or, like, you know, get get crazy or, like... Yeah. In fact, and I think the movie is playing this in a different direction. The, the scene in the... I, by the way, I did not know it was a thing for the bridal party to buy a suit of lingerie for a bride. 
I mean, that's the thing that you do. You want to have like that's a, often. Well, I, I know that's like, like I know you want lingerie on your wedding. You want lingerie on your wedding. You want to look sexy, but I don't know that you always want to go with your maid of honor. Right. I just thought it was something yeah. you did on your own. But, Maybe you bring the girls along to offer advice, then, but still, it made a little more sense when Michelle Monaghan was like, "Well, like you fuck a lot of chicks, so I thought." Maybe you'd know what like good lingerie would look like on me. Yeah. So I know the moment in which he like steps out in that like bustier with like the riding crop and the whole thing. I think the moment's supposed to play, and it does more or less play as him being like, I don't know that that's you. That's where I'm coming yeah. from. But it is a moment in which a woman in this movie is trying to express herself sexually and gets shut down. <laughs> yeah. Fair. And whereas the men don't really have that denied to them. And also, yes, it's like a sort of it is sort of a weird stuck up bridal shower. It's not as fun as like maybe a bridal shower could be. Mm-hmm. But when that like woman sells is selling sex toys, it's like how the fuck could you? When like really everything else about the bridal shower was like mostly fine. Right. No, right. So, so it's super weird to me because after so the thing Busy Phillips like gives him the card beforehand and says like you should call this woman. She'd she be reads, great. She reads charity. Right. She'd be great entertainment for the party. And then like it finds out, oh no she's selling dildos and anal beads. What like what what craziness? Yeah. And then Michelle Monaghan goes outside on his balcony and like is like you know what like I can't believe you're doing all this shit. But like he's done one thing and yeah. like to be fair no. like it's it's no. it wasn't just that it was also the Scottish music. Yeah, but the Scottish music is like such a benign. But he's like he's saying like these are Scottish things. I think her like, reaction yeah, four minutes ago in the movie she was like I can't believe you did such a nice job. That's yeah, party right. That's and then when this woman shows up she's like like it's how a, dare you? Yeah, and he thinks like, that he's been fired as maid of honor and that never comes back in a meaningful way. No. Like he never calls her and is like I apologize let me make this up to you. It's just sort of like I guess we're good. It's bizarre there's no follow up conversation. But it's yeah. also like everything that he does wrong in this movie is pretty clearly like not actually his fault. Right. Like he didn't really he's not he should not be responsible for held responsible for that because he was actually tricked. Right, but I guess the problem was that he was the one who told her, like, yeah, this was all my idea. So, like, that's... Because he says to her, like, she was so great at your sister's bachelor or whatever the fuck it was. Stephanie's bachelor or whatever. But so, like, the fact... I think the point, I guess, is that he tried to take credit for it and therefore he deserves to be punished. The the part of that scene that's a little bit eh for me is that... Well, obviously, it is mortifying if you have, like, your grandmother and mom there and it's turned, like, it's a... But it, it really shouldn't be. But, yeah. But there's no way it's mortifying for most of the women in that room. Right. Yeah. Women in New York. There are, like, been, two... Right. They have been to one of these before. There are two older women there and everyone else looks to be roughly Michelle Monaghan's age right. Like, if, if me, if me, an asexual woman who's, like, never been into an adult video store or sex or in my life right. and never <laughs> will, if I was at a wedding and said, or, like, a bachelor party and someone was like, oh, let's talk about social build I'd be like, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I know that that's a thing. Right. Like, I'm not... Are there still appetizers yeah. available? Yeah, where's the... Like, <laughs> I move on. Like, Ooh, I, I, I really liked that, those miniature haggis that were yeah. going around. Can we also just briefly highlight one of the worst moments of the movie in that scene when the the woman who's, like, drinking the, like, the salt, the seasoning salt solution... Uh, was a fat woman. Trying to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, so she's drinking, woman, like, this bizarre concoction. Yeah, the sex toy saleswoman is like, Ooh, I don't pay this. You look hungry. And just tosses them yeah. at the fat woman. Like, what it's the... So She's fat. It's she so, always wants to eat food. It's so mean. What yeah. a, like if you were like that's the last thing you would do. You yeah. would never right. you have enough. You don't go to like a not. party where you're hired and then be like, hey, fatty. You need some edible candies, don't you? Like the movie will like oh god, just it's it like zigs with like some good stuff and then then it pulls you right back into what it usually is, which is it's just so nightmarish in how it treats people. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, particularly women. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's certainly fair to say this movie hates women more than anyone else, but I don't find anyone in this movie that likable, honestly. Well, okay, also... Maybe Michelle Monaghan. 
I that's because I know nothing about her. I don't think Busy Phillips is necessarily wrong when she accuses uh, 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 Patrick Dempsey, Dempsey of being a misogynist at that, like, lunch, whatever thing. No, we're she's doing. not. But then Busy Phillips later is plastered on whiskey, puts on, I guess, the most elaborate lingerie that she owns, puts on this sad, pathetic, desperate display of trying to fuck Patrick Dempsey in this castle, and then later is, like, gunning for Patrick Dempsey's dad. That is a well, huge I don't, bummer. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, I think that might just be, like, a joke. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the movie thinks that that moment is sad. I think that that movie thinks like, oh, Busy Phillips, look how horny she is for Patrick right. Dempsey. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to look at her and be like, wow, like this is really sad for Busy Phillips. Patrick no, Dempsey. but I felt sad seeing. I mean, it. sure, you can. And like what I had said, this doesn't inform any of my fixes, so I'm okay saying it. But the idea that should be really that like. As he is being a maid of honor and trying to prove himself a better person, he is becoming a better person by, like, getting to know these women better. At the end, he gets together with Busy Phillips, and Busy Phillips explains why she hates him so much. And he's like, you know what? You make good points. I really am a shit sometimes. And so, like, at the end, they, like, all the all the uh, various other bridesmaids, like, sort of team up with him. They're like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to help you get together. Right, which with would Michelle be more Monica. interesting. Which would be fine. But at the end, they're like, they're, like, like so many other things. They're just set dressing. They don't right. matter. Mm. Or they're just super horny or fat or a woman. But yeah. Overall, it is across the board pretty shallow. Yeah, yes. Characters are pretty shallow. Yep. The, the one highlight again is that even though their characters aren't, aren't well defined, even though they're the main characters, they have really good chemistry. They have great they do. chemistry. They do. It's a shame that it's not put to better use in a better yeah. movie. They're both pretty good. Yeah, they're. I mean, I love Michelle Moynihan. Yeah, and I love Patrick Dempsey is very just charming. Like, yeah, he's very easy. He's, he's Pretty, it's pretty easy to like him, even when he is playing, like... A douche. A douchebag. Although, yeah. I will say, like, I don't find him as douchey as I think... Right, because he pets all the dogs all he the time. He pets all the dogs. So Anytime he sees a dog, Patrick Dempsey has to be like, oh, good boy, let me go pet you, it's, it, they, There's literally three to four were, pet the dog moments. Yeah. I think if the woman that he was dating were more realistic, then I would care... I would find him more unlikable. But they are awful people. That's true. The women are like two-dimensional, like, sex bots. But then my issue is almost like, fuck this movie for, like, making it that way. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I think in the movie you're presented, at least what the movie is on paper trying to sell you as is that Patrick Dempsey is not, like, trying to lead women on. Right, right. He's just, like, saying, like, listen, I will fuck you, like, we'll, we'll have sex, but, like, I'm not going to see you tomorrow, like, whatever. And it seems like the one mistake he made, aside from maybe begging the maid, <laughs> I forget. Yeah. That's unclear to me. But uh, was that Busy Phillips was clearly, like, not into whatever... He was selling. He was selling. Mm. Even, like, or maybe she thought she... I don't know. But, like, she's, it seems like that's the one instance of, like, a woman that he hurts right. with his actions. And that the rest of them well, are... We don't get into it. Or the rest of them might want more, but they're, they're not being actively, like, hurt by right. him? I don't know. Like, I, I, if I wish that there were, like... I would, all the women he was sleeping around with were just not the women that we see in the movie. Yeah. Different. And made sense. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, you don't... You definitely don't want to have... Unless that's going to be a major arc in your movie, you don't want to have a guy that is just, like, an awful womanizer and doesn't... I mean, at the end of the day, that is the real issue for me with this movie. Like, not the fact that it's, like, a shameless ripoff of another movie. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, the two leads, like, I don't know anything about them and I find it difficult to care about them accordingly. The only reason why they're at all interesting to me is because of the actors playing them. Like, there's nothing on paper that makes me want to, like, find out more about these people or see, like, if they get together at the end. Like, I just don't care about them. Yeah. I guess the only, the one other thing I want to throw in there is, I guess as a part of its, like, rapidly cascading series of broad gags, 
I found all of the jokes around the rigid traditionalism, I guess, of Scottish weddings in this castle to be bizarre. But I did love the one touch. Uh, Michelle Monaghan gets this awful hairstyle foisted upon her. Oh, God. And there's a very, very <laughs> yeah. long scene of this woman just laying layers of hairspray into yeah. Michelle Monaghan. But then from that point forward, whenever her hair is disturbed or touched in any way. The Some foley, genius yeah. foley artist just is like <laughs> crunching like potato leaves. chips or something. Yeah. <laughs> or leaves. Yeah. Like it was, that actually did give me a laugh. I really Honestly, thought that was I, funny. I also really liked uh, when he burst into the wedding at the end and she runs over and he's like, what's wrong? And the first thing he says is like, your hair looks like shit. <laughs> like your hair is garbage. And that dress is terrible, but that hair, it's like a co-op for parakeets. So I think it's yeah. those, which I, I thought it was A, a good line, yeah. a rare good line in the movie. Uh-huh. And B, I think, I thought it was a really nice start this Break the spell, yeah. Yeah, of like being, of like, because that's what he always valued, especially like he's going on about honesty the whole time. And I like that he's finally like, your hair looks, you look terrible. I also, I also wanted to point out the other like broad dumb joke that gave our drink its name is, oh. you guys... The, the last, the Scottish fa- uh, name of Athol really definitely sounds, sounds like, like you're asshole. lisping the word yeah. asshole. Yeah. yeah. A long line of Athols. It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, a twofer. A long line uh, of Athols. Uh, uh, it's funny. Blubbly. It's a joke. Jokes are funny. I get jokes. Oh, and did you guys know that every time a coffee sleeve is used or a coffee cup, he gets a dime. He gets a dime or a nickel which or I love, a penny. Like the the variation on the pet the dog mode, which has helped the old black lady in the beginning, yeah. where she's like trying to put a coffee collar on well, her here, cup, and he just that. runs over and is like, "Here, give me that. Let me do it for you." Did you know that whoever made this gets ten cents? And she's like, "Really?" It's just like it's also just such a weird moment that she's like so into having this conversation. Would actually she'd just be like, "No, thank you though for the yeah, coffee." Like, like split. Why does the movie need to zoom in on that. I guess it's just set up. Sure, that he's whole, so nice. I guess. Yeah. He's such a good person. He pets dogs. He helps you old know, women. You know, that's maybe also the one time that there's maybe the woman that I want him to sleep. I wanted to see him sleeping around with where that woman the old black woman no yes, yeah, yes. where there's like a woman there <laughs> he, he grabs well, grandma's thunder beads and puts them to use he's like ordered two coffees and he's like waiting for one and there's a woman next to him the whole time and she's like holding a coffee cup out of frame or whatever she's here like picking yeah. it up and then when he finally gets her she she like turns him and he's like oh I'm sorry I picked up yours by accident here you go mm-hmm. and he she literally <laughs> looks at it and has like her name and phone number yeah. and that, that's the closest we get to like a woman who's like he, okay I'm, she's DTF I'm gonna give you a hardcore bummer she is the same woman who in line with him at the bakery goes I don't know really is it bakery really? Isn't her? it's the uh, same I woman so I didn't notice it's the same woman that doesn't surprise me which is a bummer because that. I also thought that coffee cup move was kind of cool and I yeah, thought like, I was like yeah this woman is has, just like has he, met her, yeah. has he met his match yeah like, I thought <laughs> it was a pretty slick maneuver and it was Hyper like, I loved it. She write all that no, down. No, it's very quick. She must have again. She must have had a sharpie at the ready. Yeah, and just immediately was like, bup, 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 got your coffee. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a thin movie. It's an airy movie. Yeah, it's a short movie. There's not a lot of plot. There's very little in the way of character development. There's not like a whole lot that you can really dig into here. I would even say there's not really an arc. No one changes really. I mean, in Patrick this Dempsey movie. changes, but he, he changes in the dumbest way possible. And you can have it. But does he change? I mean, I don't know. Well, yes, he changes, right? Because when she leaves, he's immediately like oh I'm in love with her like all this time guess I was in love with her I mean, he's in love he with changes her. I don't I mean, know he's, how he's he like changes. ready to stop fucking around yeah he does change I don't know oh, how I assumed he was still fucking those women because he he is still fucking well them. no but I'm saying like when she get when he realizes that he's trying to like compensate but when right. she comes when when he finally realizes that like right. when he's do, trying to go to brunch with all these ladies that you know don't know how to order the, the way that he likes yeah. that yeah 
he eventually is like, oh, I get it. I'm alone with my right. best friend. And then he sees Which, the old couple on the boat. And yeah, is like, and he's, oh, he's, old he's instantly on the boat. ready nice. to like abandon his life of right. sleeping around. Debauchery. Which, by the way, what a child you can't handle that like, you're not acting like this other adult I usually do this with. Like, fuck <laughs> to be, you. To be honest, that would I would not be shocked if that was me someday. I already get annoyed when someone takes the controller from me and is loading up their YouTube recommendations. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't do that in this house. I'm not going to watch what you think is funny on YouTube. <laughs> Only I know. <laughs> not in my house. Yeah, not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> my house, my YouTube. You truly are made we of should, honor. We yeah. should get like one of those. You know how you can go to like to Target and they'll have like <laughs> yeah. on like a frame. Like, my I house, my rules, my YouTube. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know. I curate the YouTube videos in this household. Uh, uh, this wants, who wants to start us on fixes? Uh, I, I can start because I don't have one fix. I have three half-baked ideas. Okay. The first idea that I had was what if this entire movie was from the perspective of Michelle Monaghan's character instead yeah. of Patrick Dempsey's character? I think it's a lot more interesting if you see like why this woman has this best friend who she is ostensibly like has great chemistry with, mm-hmm. would be really great with, but what is it about him that makes her think we can never end up together? Then she goes to Scotland, meets this great guy, comes back, and her other friend is like, ah, but me, but me, but me. Like, what is she thinking during all this. I feel like because I don't get a full read on Michelle Monaghan's character, it would be really interesting to follow her around and see these events told from her perspective instead. I also think that that's not really something I've seen in a movie before where it's like the woman is the one who like is the main character and then the side character is the one like trying to stop the wedding, trying to stop her from going through with this. And then you can also explore like why it is that Michelle Monaghan feels that she would be better off with Kevin McKinn. The second idea that I had was um, it's, it's based on that a little bit but it focuses less I think on the wedding and the relationship and the idea is more just how do these two people with great chemistry get together and somehow eventually one of them realizes that it will never work between us so what I think you do for something like that is you cut between two concurrent stories you cut between them in the modern day and you also cut between them 10 years ago Mm -hmm. like going through all their college shit and you see specifically what it was that happened as their friendship was forming that would eventually someday later on make her think this is not a guy I can end up with Mm -hmm. and I think at the end of that movie it would also um, the resolution would also eventually be that she does not get with Patrick Dempsey that she probably gets with someone else and then Patrick Dempsey just sort of has to figure out like how to be on his own and how to piece his life together and maybe you conclude with like you know like a six month later flashback where they're getting coffee together or yeah. like splitting desserts again or some shit but she still has her boyfriend or whatever uh, the third and dumbest um, possible fix was it should be told from the perspective of his idiot friends and her bridesmaids where it's just like <laughs> these women like being like what the fuck like why are we at the mercy of these idiots who are trying to solve their problems we have our own goals and drives and needs as characters we're at the mercy of like this fucking idiot like we're expected to always drop what we're doing and stop playing with our daughters and pick up the phone when Patrick Dempsey calls us from Scotland with his rich white guy problems like I have to deal with this shit like I have a family I have a wife I have a child and I'm supposed to help you with all your shit (laughs) and so like that is like obviously a totally different genre where it's more like a deconstruction and comedy based on the idea of a rom-com told from the outskirts but that was what I kept thinking every time we would cut back to those characters is like what must they be thinking I like the idea I like the idea of any uh, any rom-com like a, just a general idea of like a rom-com but told from the perspective of the side characters that are like you guys are yes. hopeless yeah it's almost like a little bit of a yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yes exactly kind of yeah could you imagine like, like cause the I always think of sleeping with other people cause I love Jason Mendoukas as mm-hmm. the best friend in that yeah, yeah, like yeah. imagine that from his point of perspective where he's like my fucking idiot friend <laughs> who can't get his shit together it's been 10 years <laughs> what is wrong with me <clears throat> I want to start off with saying that I also started off with the idea I, 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 I told you guys about this that I had thought about a couple different ways to do this 
In one of them, I envisioned it as what if one of them was asexual uh-huh. um, and one of them was not. Because we, we initially talked about like Patrick Dempsey coming off as a gay best friend role because yeah. he's like this man who has no sexual right. attraction. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you. I just want to say because that is honest to God. Like that is an issue I had with so much of the movie is like, why have they never yeah. ever considered this? Yeah, because it's like, how do you st- how have you done this? And right. I've not talked about it yeah. for 10 years. And from there, I was like, because that, that, that's obviously like... If you're doing that, it really would no longer be a romantic comedy. Right. I was I wanted to keep it that way, so I initially thought like, well, you, here's what this that the at the that the core of this movie is like this notion that they've been or they've been friends for ten years and this has never come up yeah. or never come to a head, I guess. Right. And why why would it not have come to a head? Mm. And one of the first reasons I come up with was like, well, if one of them is asexual, and that could have been Patrick Dempsey, he could be not a womanizer, but he could be like someone that's like. I think you can do it either way. I think if Mich- if Patrick Dempsey is asexual, then he has other personality defects um, that that you know preclude him from like thinking that there's a possibility they could ever be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think if Michelle Moynihan's asexual, then he is a womanizer, and she's the one initially that is like, well, I do, I, I kind of have a thing for him, but like I'm never going to be able to offer him the kind of relationship he wants. So I'm just not going to like. We're just not going to talk about it. Um, and then he would still have this arc of like, ooh, but I don't like not having her in my life. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm going to deal with that. Um, I abandoned this because I honestly don't know enough about how these dynamics work in real life. I know mm-hmm. that they happen, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really know how, how that works out uh, happily or not. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that there are different ways to do it, but I didn't want to... It is my own sort of sexuality that I didn't want to fuck up because mm. I don't really know yeah. how that works in real life. I'm sure I could find people in the world and talk to like how did how did it work for you? Right. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want to like go in a direction that was like not you know authentic. I like this mm. angle you're doing. Um, but I think that that is an option. Yeah. I think that that's a way that that because that to me would be a reason why you wouldn't talk about it because yeah. it's like it is like something that you think is uh, it's different from like. Because I still think that, like, you, you could, you, if you're on, like, a spectrum of sexuality, that there are still ways that, like, if you're mostly attracted to men, same sex, mm-hmm. that you could still fall in love with someone. Yeah. And, that, and, and the, it's hard to do that optics-wise without yes. coming off as... But I also... But, re- yeah. but I think there is a way to do it. And I am, do I am it. interested by stories like yeah, this. Yeah, and I'm interested in stories like that, too. But I think uh, what's easier to perceive, which... I, I guess it's if you're if you don't know anything about asexuality, then you probably you probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't even hit you this way. But if you if you are aware of asexuality, I think what's easy to perceive is that you can be asexual and still romantically attracted to people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's much easier as like a of a barrier to relationship where like you don't really think that that's going to work because you're not willing to give that part of yeah. a relationship. Um, so I but I didn't want to do that because I didn't really want to deal with that complicated. It is, it is a very delicate line. It's delicate. And I didn't want to do it wrong. So what I I do have a kind of a thing for this, and I I started a project a while back of like just this of like five couples over ten years, and like it wasn't all, like all romantic, but it was in general like how do these relationships change and develop over ten years, um, and like specifically focusing on like things you don't say, mm-hmm. um, and I so I I had some stuff to work with, and what I think I would go with is that there is an unspoken thing for over ten years that they don't really talk about that much. And then I think Michelle Moynihan is the more uh, emotionally aware of the two. I think that's still fine. I think it's like, you know, I'd love to do more modern stories where, like, men are allowed to know about emotions and talk. (laughs) But I think for this story, I'm fine with him being the, like, further behind in that, like, spectrum of education. Yeah. And I like the... What I I had was that we have this ex who's been to Scotland. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what if he 
she, she like, well, she, I don't know if the actor's in Scotland, but I'm conf- I'm combining Kevin McKidd with this ex that I talk about. We're like, right. oh, your ex. He's in Canada or something. He's in Canada or something, yeah. Oh, I, I got a letter from my ex again. I think yeah. she says letter, which is nuts, but. Yeah, no, it is weird. Not an email, uh, which would have been He gave you a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, like, you know, she's talking about, like, oh, he's still trying to get back together and whatever. I kind of like the idea that she goes to this wedding at the beginning, and it's, you know, the latest in the long run of weddings, but, like, something happens that, like, sort of really, um, sets her thinking, like, of, like... Like, Meg Ryan, and when Harry met Sally, when she sees the little boy who says, yeah. I spy family. <laughs> uh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm no, sorry. Wouldn't that be something? Some moment that she has with Patrick <laughs> like, And she is dancing with him, and she has a moment where she's like holding him, and she's like, oh, this feels kind of nice. And yeah, you yeah. can see her like, lean into it and close her eyes. Yeah. And it's and I kind of want to amplify that moment of, like, you know, this is really her, like, he's he, he just seems to miss the moment for some reason, and mm-hmm. it really gets to her. And then she has to go gone for six weeks. I kind of like the idea that she comes back, and she's like, I am marrying this guy, my ex, who mm-hmm. I, who's there in Canada, um, he just was by chance like we ran into each other mm-hmm. and like I've decided it's gonna happen he's got his shit together yeah, we're he's good got to his go, shit together yeah. we're good to go uh, and I haven't figured out if I want this to be the case or not but I think I want her to be faking okay I think like, I want her to be or settling no I, either she's settling either she's saying like this is my only chance but I don't like that as much as I like the idea that she's uh, like trying to worked it out him. with him with okay. his ex of like I, like, I can't, this guy's never going to get the fucking picture. And she's trying to push Patrick down Interesting. And if it was from her perspective, that would almost be kind of like a caper. Like a rom-com con. <laughs> the rom-com con. The rom-com. Yeah. The rom-com con. The rom-com con. We all agreed. So that might be what I do. But if not, there could, there would still have to be this, like, uh, if I do the other way and, and she is, like, impulsively settling, which I think mm-hmm. you could, could also work. Yeah. I think it still has to be her in the end that calls it off. No, I agree with, with your husband. It's yeah. it's I did bad optics and just like crashing a wedding and being, it, there is yeah. I just I don't know. I don't need that anymore. Yeah, I don't. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, it's twenty twenty, guys. Oh, so give us something new. Yeah, and it is just like I don't want to think in a rom com. I don't want to think about like people being hurt. Right. You know, like I don't want to think about. I mean, it's, it, like it is really just a moment. Like for Kevin the kids, like God, like in a way, his life is like kind of fucking ruined. Where like yeah. his friends and family are all there watching this, and all of a sudden his bride's like, actually, I'm checking out. See yeah. you later. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want to have to deal with like people who aren't real characters because right. if, if, if you're yeah. the only way to not, to make it not feel bad is if that guy is an asshole right. or if he's like unsympathetic. And I don't want to do that either. I don't want to do that like, either. Such an yeah. easy thing to do. So I'd, I'd rather people just I don't have to deal with like. It's a light, fluffy romantic yeah, comedy. Yeah. I don't want to see like people's uh-huh. lives get ruined. Yeah, that's my fixes. Here's what I have happen. One similarity to yours mm-hmm. is that Michelle Monaghan also like runs into the ex in Scotland because that to me was the easiest yeah. way to make up for like why the fuck would you marry yeah, someone after just hanging out with yeah. them for a month? Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit with the character. But the, the, the adjustment I did want to make here is that uh, it was kind of off of the line when Patrick Dempsey accuses her of being an I love you slut. I wanted to carry that through more into the character. So I wanted to have it be like clear that over their 10 year relationship, over that period of time, Patrick Dempsey had been slowly falling in love with her, but she was always like she was a serial monogamous. She's mm. with this boyfriend that didn't work out. She committed to you know, whatever. Yeah. And it was never the right time. He was with someone when she was single, vice versa, all that bullshit. But they still, like, remained really great friends. I want the dad to not be rich, and I want him to be more of kind of, like, he's living off of Patrick Dempsey's money. Mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey's money comes from his extremely unlikely career as an ace wedding planner in New York City. <laughs> 
I think by this extremely point, he's like, I hope in the movie he would say that, like, oh, are you familiar with my extremely unlikely job? Well, but I think in this point, Patrick Dempsey has also gotten, like, extremely talented at playing off all of the, like, gay insinuations. Mm-hmm. And as a result, is like, very, like, comfortable in his, yeah. like, sexuality. And I also want him to have, like, a pronounced, especially pronounced distaste for this specific Kevin McKidd ex. Yeah. Who I want to push further over into the kind of, like, traditionally macho, kind of toxically mask yeah. place. Uh, which I think has a way of kind of being a little more subversive and also making Patrick Dempsey's character a lot more likable in comparison because he's a little bit more, like, enlightened and yeah. centered. Maybe he's, like, a, maybe he's like another art student. Like, they were both art students. Right. I like this, by the way. Um, I like thank idea. you. I think he was, he's still hung up on the death of his mom, mm-hmm. and that's why when his dad wants to get remarried for, like, the umpteenth time, he's like... I'm not going to plan this thing. I will, like, I'll give you the money for it, but I don't want to be involved in putting this together. Busy Phillips is the wedding planner that puts on his dad's wedding, overhears his complaints to Michelle Monaghan about the new wife. I want those to be not great comments, but especially bad taking it out of the context of, like, where he's speaking from, which would inform her misogynist comment. Mm -hmm. And I would want them much later in the movie to kind of have, like, a heart-to-heart and, like, work things out and actually become, like, friends, allies, business partners, whatever. I want... Kevin McKidd to have kind of obfuscated or lied about his background and then he's a lot richer than how he's presented himself to Michelle Monaghan because he was like why were you at art school with all of this money mm. I want that to kind of be one of the reasons I want that to kind of be the first thing of like a number of things that he's lied to her about or kind of like kept off to the side that I think as they're revealed are kind of cementing her like wow why did I do this I don't actually want to be with this person yeah. kind of deal I think putting Patrick Dempsey as the wedding planner also puts him in a unique position to quote unquote sabotage the wedding mm-hmm. but I want that to stop around the middle of the movie where he gets right with Busy Phillips and she shows him what like a dick thing that is to do Yeah, but similar to what Brendan was kind of saying I think it's Busy Phillips who organized the rest of the bride is made to try to like help Patrick Dempsey get what he want in this situation so that it's more for like wow this guy having the kids like such not a great choice for her mm-hmm. you've loved her forever let's try to like clear the path so you yeah. can like have this moment with her I don't want to have a wedding crashing situation but that way when he eventually has this kind of like having it out conversation with Michelle Monaghan there's like wait there's like years behind this I don't want them to get married at the end of the movie Michelle Monaghan Patrick Dempsey what I want to have happen is that they're in a committed relationship still kind of like figuring out that part of their lives together yeah I do th- I do think that like the one line that we didn't talk about during our, the recording that uh, I wanted to have more weight in the movie but doesn't and I would want to have weight if I was to do it mm-hmm. is when she finally is like don't I don't want you to marry him and her first line is like all these years <laughs> like, yeah. which I like that as yeah. a concept of like wow now yeah. on my wedding night yeah. like that is a great line it it's yeah. delivered nicely yeah. but it has no weight because like it hasn't been all these years no, it's, he's like he just sort of figured this out like two weeks ago yeah. I would love for that comment to like meet right and I mean that she also follows it up with that, like I want someone who's there for me yeah. like he is there for you he, he he's has been there been for you there like for you, you yeah. have another problem and that's fine but what's that problem but if it is like, I like the idea that she has known to some extent what's been going on for the past years and he has just not spoken up about it. And, and then this is the time he chooses to do it. I like that as a mm-hmm. moment. But anyway. I feel like as a writer, you have to anticipate that the audience is thinking this already. So you need to address it. Yeah. Because if you don't, it feels really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Guys, would we recommend this movie? I would not. 
I would. I have, and I've done it. <laughs> I know and I've you watched have. it over five times. I, I think uh, th- there's very little that I like about this movie. I like the two main actors. I mean, all the actors are fine. Yeah. And if there's anything to recommend, it's in their performances. But the screenplay is awful. The characters are awful. It really is a ripoff of My Best Friend's <laughs> Wedding in terms of the basic plot yeah. structure. There's really no reason that I would ever recommend people watch this movie. I'm going to... Uh, watch Enchanted. Yeah. Enchanted is a great movie. Yeah. I love Enchanted. I, I, re- I initially went to this for the, the dumb concept. Like, you saw, like you know, you saw me like, oh, he's going to be the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, like, I was, I, he got me on that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, my first view of it. And I, I am a little tired of it having had to watch <laughs> it like five times, but uh, I would recommend it. It's, it's not a big time commitment. Yeah, I That's would say like. True. And if you like Patrick Dempsey, you know, you get some nice. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, if you like Patrick Dempsey, if you yeah. have a soft spot for like early aughts rom-coms, go for yeah. it. But if, if, if neither of those things are true, I don't yeah. know if you're going to be that sure into it. Rom- Coms do not. Yeah. Do, don't even bother. This but. movie came out the same weekend as Iron Man. One of those movies has aged a lot better than the other. Yeah. American Cheeseburger. That's right. <laughs> it's a Burger King, guys. Guys, we have a podcast. Yep. Come and visit us. Question mark. Facebook.com. Slash Watch Podcast. Yep. And at DrapPack.com. Yep. DrapPack.com. Which has not been updated since I created it. Nope. Not really. Uh, give us a like. Give us a like. Give us a review. Give us a review. Give us five stars, please. <laughs> five of them. Count them. One, and two, three, four, five. We'll also accept four, but we just don't want you no to more, Please yeah. don't go if you have, Yeah, if you have anything else to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what, guys? We'll be, Send your grievances to our email account where I'll never read them. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with uh, our <laughs> next mini topic. Yep. <laughs> hit you up then. Yep. Hit you up then. Bye. Bye.